Are you creating guilt in your child? Hello everyone, welcome, welcome to Signpost for Living with Dr. Kirsten Hunter. We are here with gorgeous Kristen. Kristen Coggan, hello darling. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I feel like I'm on the back foot with this topic. Do you? Yes. That's not all a place up to that you. you're often in. It's all up to you, this really? one. Jesus. <laughs> Brace yourselves, people. No pressure. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I find the emotion of guilt mm-hmm. to be fascinating. Right. Truly fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I have, oh my gosh, where to start? I have all of these um, parents who accidentally, I'm hearing music, can you hear music? My brain. Yeah. Um, who accidentally are creating guilt in their child. Right. And so You've got I, me worried now that I am too. <laughs> and I know this because the kids come and see me mm-hmm. and um, they're just, you know, oh. I can't do that because, you know, then, you know, instead of them just being a kid who is making good choices or bad choices in their life, they if they misbehave, it's about a mum and dad's emotional state when, you know, with, with how distressed they'll be with what choices they're making rather than just because they're a kid that's inevitably going to make right or wrong choices. Mm-hmm. And that's because... And I get into it, and that's because when the parent is sort of saying, oh, look at how you've made me feel, when the kid's just been a kid. Okay. You know, kids are going to make mistakes. Kids mm-hmm. are not supposed to get it all right, right? No. Um, and, but, so we, we, we peel it back, and, mm-hmm. and the parent is saying, oh, you know, you've upset mummy so much when the kid's just been a oh, kid. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, you know, now I've got a migraine, now I have to go to my bed, or, or you know, um, am I not doing a good enough job as a parent or is this because of me as a parent or... Oh, what is about that when I say, you are driving me nuts? No, that's that's not as layered. Okay. That's not as layered. But, but I, you know, and so the kid's kind of there and then they're kind of reverse parenting. They're, they're making good choices because of the parent's mental health and they're needing to be more perfect than kids should be. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking about if a teenager is extremely obnoxious and rude and you know uh, offensive to the parent and then f- fair enough it is about the parent and the parent is offended and hurt and mm. the child the teenager needs to learn to be mindful of that yes. person and not to do harm I'm not talking about that right I'm talking about just normal kid muck-ups mm. okay. and the parent making it about them yep and basically when the parent does that they don't know they're doing it they actually are manipulating the child to emotionally feel this incredible burden and feel guilty for being a kid. And it's a fascinating thing. Mm. And then when I talk with the parents, I find out that the parents live and breathe guilt. They feel guilty about this. They feel guilty about that. And then I go back further and that's what's happened in their childhood. I was going to say, is that like... of repetition is it rinse and repeat yeah yeah and it's fascinating when we pull it all back and and i kind of put on the table and everyone looks at it and they 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 say well i don't want to do that you know but it's just like a habit i just do this Mm. and um yeah so it's a weird topic we don't talk about it it's it's quite it's getting getting your head around it Mm. but it does make sense can I say, mm. with lots of love, I hope my mum doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> my grandmother did this to my mum, mm-hmm. well and truly, because my grandmother was a master 
master of kind of making people do what she wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. And my beautiful mum um, would play the victim a bit when I would not make great choices as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I was a really, really good kid. I was, oh, my gosh, I want ten of what I was. And that's bad. Kids should be able to misbehave. Kids should be able to be mm-hmm. a bit self-focused, you know. So yep. it's not good how good I was. So that was that was a bad sign. Mm-hmm. But my mum, she used to do what I, what I could see. You know, before I was a psych, I could read it already. I could see that she just had this sort of knee-jerk reaction of um, kind of guilting me for being pretty good teenager and making a few mistakes and I could see it in what she was doing and it never worked because I could see it yep never worked but this is what's fascinating now fast forward here I am third generation yes and with my my kids and I actually hear the dialogue in my head yeah of what I could do to manipulate them Mm. to feel guilty to not make their choice Mm -hmm. typical my kids are good so it's typical kid behavior Mm -hmm. and I I I actually hear it um, mm. and I go, whoa. You've got to make that decision. Yeah, don't put Consciously. my stuff on them. Don't manipulate them. Mm. Don't guilt them into making mm. a, um, a more perfect choice. Mm. And, um, hey, I started by saying I wouldn't know much about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I'm doing all right. So, yeah. you know. Turns it, out you do. Yeah, there you go. So, um you know, and I, I catch myself, and I and I've stopped this generational cycle. Mm. But it's fascinating; it really is fascinating mm. how often. Um, and maybe I can pick it up with other people because I know it. Possibly, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I, I, I'm assuming others listening to us. I'm sitting here now trying to analyze what I do and what I say and, and <laughs> how I go about it. And did I do this? Yeah, because I'm quite often thinking, "You little bastards, you need to." Under, if only you knew how that bloody affected me or made me feel so I don't openly do it maybe I do maybe they get that I don't know it's really interesting weird isn't it and then if we look broader um a lot of people when they're needing to be assertive or you know advocate for their needs they feel really guilty Mm. you know or when they're not doing what other people want them to do when it's not good by them they feel really guilty Mm -hmm. and you know when they're not taking responsibility for other people, they feel really guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I have to say, there's a disproportionate amount of them that I've asked, and, and they've been Catholic. Really? Yes. Now, I'm not Catholic. I don't understand Catholicism a lot, but um, I kid you not. And then I say, <laughs> they say to me, oh, it's my Catholic guilt, and I, <laughs> you're going to hate it. I'm going to say the word. Okay, oh, that's cliche. Cl- that's cliche. And they say, no, it's not. And so I went and spent some time researching this. Yes. Of course. And, um, yeah, apparently it's a thing. Apparently it's something to do with indoctrination with regard to, I don't know, I don't understand it. Do you know anything about that? Uh, Not really. I'm not going to say I'm an expert. Mm. And I'm not a Catholic, but I did go to Catholic school. Well, then you'd have more of a shoe in than me. My kids went to and do go to Catholic school. Hmm. So I can, it resonates what you're saying. Really? Yeah, yeah, it does. I feel like there's this thing out there that everyone in that world knows and resonates. I don't know. It's fascinating. Yeah. I always felt guilty, actually. Really? Yeah. For what? Just never doing enough. Where did that come from? Probably Catholic school. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyone out there that's at Catholic school, I'm not blaming anyone. 
But it is. You're never doing enough. Yeah, you never quite got there. You'd never. Yeah. But what what message did you hear? Um, to get that sort of inner dialogue. I guess it's the the expectation that you should be whatever you're doing, whatever it is, whether it's you know you were studying, playing sport, spending time with your friends or whatever, you should be doing it 100% right and giving it all 100% effort all the time. And you're probably never going to do that because that's very hard to do. So you're getting told you should be doing it, but you probably won't be able to do it. That's all. Am pressure. I making sense? You are. You are. It's like a perfectionism kind yeah. of framework. Fascinating. So in your head, you're thinking, probably never doing it the way you should be doing it, 100%, mm. so you start feeling a bit guilty. You know, I went to a school called John Paul College. You'd think it's Catholic, right? You would? It's not. It's ecumenical, which means lots of religions. And so I figured out towards the end that if I said that I was um, Buddhist, then I got to go to the library. You've told me this story. (laughs) It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, I never got any of that Catholicism at that school. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So there you go. If anyone wants to write in and educate me, about yeah, what don't this, hate us because we've just been a little bit negative. Well, no, it's it's an open question. Yeah. It's like, what is this? What yeah. what is this guilt? I don't get it. I don't I don't subscribe to it. So I know that I don't know, but I know that there's this thing out there, and I know that it's having a, a ripple effect with our children mm. and with our parenting. And I I can see it on a clinical level, but I don't understand it on a cultural level. Mm. And I'm not going to pretend that I do. So I'm truly fascinated. If I was to do, if I was to do another PhD, I reckon I'd pick this topic because I think it's fascinating. Why don't you? Because you ne- are never doing enough, and I, I think that don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there you go. No, seriously, I'm really interested. If anyone wants to write in about what this is, what what is this? What is this guilt thing that people feel? And you've you've sort of talked about it there. Basically, yeah. can I say from a clinical perspective though that is complete BS because. Um, if this concept of having to do your best, mm. that's not looking at whether the task is something you've got to have a rating scale of, yeah. of how much of a priority and how urgent it is, and therefore how much how much effort and how many resources you well, put in. Well, it's funny you say that because I've yeah. only worked that out as I've gotten older. There you go. And I have felt very guilty and uh, a lot of my life because what no matter what I'm doing, in my mind I was never doing enough. Mm. Really? Isn't that weird? I see now. I need a session. (laughs) You always felt like you had to give 100%. Why? Because that's what you do in life. Why? Because you won't be successful if you don't. That's not true, though. I know it's not true, but that's what I would have thought. prioritise their time and their their resources, don't they? That's the way I would have thought. Is it because if you are not giving 100%, you are being um, slothful, Mm. and slothful is a sin, and you will go Mm. to hell? Possibly. I bet yes. you there's something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Though I don't mind being referred to sloth-like because they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and I reckon they've got life nailed. Oh, what They know f- what they want. They just do it slowly. They there get there. There you go. One of my favourite things to read about is sloth facts. <laughs> <laughs> they're fascinating animals. They Honestly, are. They over are the dining so table, fascinating. We talk about them all the time. You know, did you know that? They Fantastic. are amazing. See, so my dad... Write in about sloth facts to people. If he's listening to this, mm. he'll know it's a joke. So people don't don't think my dad was terrible. Mm. But he used to call me a sloth as mm. a joke. Yeah. Because I was slow and lazy. And, yeah. You know, like sitting still in one spot, which is okay. Yeah. And he would joke and say, you're a sloth. Yeah. As in, but meant it cute, like cute sloth, sloth. Mm. And so I've always felt a kinship with the sloth. 
Do you know, I my, could be my, my mother's father, who was a perfectionist, um, one time we out in good old Kanamala, mm-hmm. picture that, and uh, and he was wanting me to do something and I, I traded the job with my cousin because I'd rather <laughs> do his job and he'd rather do my job. And he came after me and he kind of said to me, he didn't kind of say, he, he got really angry, and he said, um, you know, you're lazy. And my response was, no, I'm intelligent. See, this is why we're two different people, and I need to soak you up. <laughs> I didn't go well. See, this is why you. This is why you. Who? Why you? You are who you are. Yeah. You're amazing. You get all this stuff done because you have always had that insight. Prioritizing, prioritizing. No, no, mm. no. You only sprint. You only give a hundred percent. You've got a gun to your head, and it truly, truly matters. Otherwise, wow. you pace yourself based on what's important, and yeah. What you could have told me that. 14 years ago, <laughs> had a whole different outlook. <laughs> oh, wow. So there you go. When we first met, that would have been great to have got that one off the rank. Yeah, well, you've got there now. Yeah, That's right. good. That's good. Well, this oh, whole good. guilt thing obviously is connected with perfectionism. It's obviously connected with some sort of sense of whether you're a good person or not. Yeah. And there's these inner workings, and I don't understand them, but seriously, people, write in and educate me if anyone knows. You've got my brain thinking now, too, because it's... So when I was little, yeah, and I spent lots of time with my nan, mm. and she would... So we were Anglican and Christian, mm. and we spent a lot, I spent a lot of time at church and Sunday school, and she would volunteer at the church and stuff. So I spent a lot of time around church, and I was convinced... From a very early age, I had to be good at everything so that I wouldn't go to hell. Really? Yes. Now that you're making me think about it. Christianity's kind of like a get out of jail free card. You yeah. Know, it's called forgiveness. Like, what, how do you But that was that? my perception. That right. was my perception. Yeah. Well, that was wrong. And I do remember being little thinking if I do do that, whatever it was, you know, like steal that kid's lolly or whatever I was going to do, I will be going to hell and so I won't do it. Really? Isn't that bit? See, now I'm only just working out that I'm a little bit strange there. There you go. Well, you know, join the club. We're all <laughs> very strange. And how boring if we weren't. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. No, there you go. Well, I'm anyway, going to have to keep reading on this one. You might have to do that PhD. Is, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Um, pl- seriously, please write in if you understand what this whole mm. guilt concept is. We and need help. Me. We, we, we do. We know. <laughs> Thank you. Go for it, darling. Right, so... You've been listening to Signpost for Living with Dr. Kirsten Hunter and her YouTube channel is Psych in Your Car. Now, at this point, I normally say you can find her on Twitter, but you can't. Don't go there. Yeah, so we're stepping TikTok. away from Twitter. TikTok, Dr. Kirsten Hunter. Instagram, Kirsten Hunter Author. Facebook, Kirsten Hunter Author. And her webpage is kirstenhunterauthor.com. Where you can find everything. Where you can find everything. Mm, there you go. I haven't mentioned your books lately. I'll have to do that one day. Oh, well, this is called Signpost for Living because there's books called Signpost yeah, for Living. Yeah, there you go. There's six of them. Yep. They're good. Google it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>